0: What's up, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs of Locked On Dolphins. Today is Friday, December seventeenth, two thousand and twenty-one. Week fifteen is just around the corner, and the news came out yesterday that Miami Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddell had been the team's fifth player added to the reserve COVID fifteen list. What does that mean for the Dolphins? We'll answer that today on the show. In addition to catching up with a friend of the podcast, Mister Joe Rose, who dropped some excellent historical. Knowledge and context on this Miami Dolphins season. So that and more here on Locked On Dolphins.
1: You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Good on Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. This is your host, Kyle Krabs, the Friday, December 17th edition of Locked On Dolphins here in this 2021 season that has plenty of twists and turns, to say the least. Uh, Miami wins week one, loses seven straight, now wins five straight, trying to get back to seven and seven. Uh, But you've kind of had a pileup of adversity here this week with the Dolphins seeing several members, key members of the offensive unit placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. We're going to get into what that means today. We're going to be joined by Joe Rose uh, for a bit as well. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen to the day. And today's episode is brought to you by On Location. The official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit OnLocationExp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. So everybody's collectively losing their minds, and I understand why. Uh, If if Miami were to lose a close game to the New York Jets and you would feel as though the players that were not available uh, would have been the difference, including now Jalen Waddell on top of three running backs, Uh, and this is being recorded mid-afternoon on Thursday, I'm going to drop this show early because I feel like we need to have this conversation sooner rather than later. Uh, So the Friday pod's going to come out on Thursday afternoon. uh, So hopefully you guys can get, Caught up here, my thoughts on this, so on and so forth. It would really sting to lose to the Jets and go to six and eight in a close game. And you'd be like, man, if only we had A, B, and C. A, B, and C being, you know, guys, key starters right now Miles Gaskin, Javon Holland, and Jalen uh, Waddle. The Waddle one hurts because he's also at 86 receptions this season. Uh, he set the franchise rookie record, he's within 15. Of the NFL record with four games to play, Uh, you would hate to see him lose an opportunity to set an all-time production record because of COVID. You'd hate to see anybody lose playing time because of COVID. That's unfortunately the situation the league is dealing with this week. Uh, The Dolphins, they've gone back into intensive protocols voluntarily. Uh, They they are very much distancing in, in hopes of avoiding a potential team breakout to the degree in which you see up in uh, Washington, where I believe there's up there they're up to like 20 something players on the COVID list right now. But I'll say this
1: about this entire situation. It stinks. We all know that it stinks. But if this Dolphins team,
0: if their true identity lies closer to what we've seen over the last five weeks, which is much more in line with what everybody's preseason expectations were for this team,
1: If they are indeed that team, the absence of a handful of starting players, regardless of who they are, should not preclude
0: you from taking care of business and beating the New York Jets this week. It simply should not. I'm sorry. I'm being honest. This is a Jets team whose best wide receivers right now are Keelan Cole, Jamison Crowder, and Denzel Mims, with a rookie quarterback who is struggling greatly. And you're probably going to get Tevin Coleman as the lead back coming back off of a concussion. You're not going to have Michael Carter. You're not going to have Elijah Moore. You're not going to have Corey Davis. You're not going to have Tyler Croft. You're not going to have Mikay
1: Becton. The Jets are missing half of their starting offense. Half. And then you look on the defensive side of the ball. And
0: here's the back seven. Their defensive line's pretty solid. Quinn and Williams, Fali Fatukasi, John Franklin Myers, Nathan Shepard, Sheldon Rankins. It's a good group. Shaq Lawson's a part of this group.
1: The linebackers: C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams. Okay. But the secondary: Brandon Eales, Isaiah Dunn,
0: Michael Carter III, and Javelin Guidry are your top four cornerbacks. Sharad Niesman, Bryce Hall. Jason Pinnock, Justin Hardy, who's on the COVID list, Ashton Davis. That's the Jets' secondary. I'm sorry, but if you have to come into a game and you still have Devontae Parker, you still have Mike Isecki, you still have Tua Tungvaloa, you still have Albert
1: Wilson, and you're going to run 12 personnel probably anyway because these guys got heavy hitters they are going to crowd the box,
0: take that target distribution, sprinkle in some manufacturer touches for Albert Wilson and throw the damn ball to Devontae Parker. I'm sorry. This is no excuse. This is adversity. It sucks. We don't want to be here. We don't want to be in a high leverage situation and have to stress about missing key starters against the Jets and it being the difference that is the backbreaker in our season. But that's the bed we, we made. We got to lie in it. And if this
1: team is the team that we think that they are based on the last five weeks. You should be able to overcome this adversity for this opponent. Period. Who remembers
0: who the Dolphins had at wide receiver when the Dolphins beat the Patriots last year when New England
1: came to town in December? Because it wasn't pretty then either. It was probably worse than it is now. At least we have Parker now and Albert Wilson. And that was a better defense we played. December 20th. So it'll what? Be a year? Exactly a year ago. Miami wanted to move to nine and five. The pass catchers that day for the Miami Dolphins. Let's open up the box score.
0: Durham Smythe, five for 40. Limbo and Junior, six for 37. Mac Hollins, 2-for-18. Isaiah Ford, 3-for-18. Adam Shaheen, 1-for-15. Patrick Lair, 2-for-12. Savan Ahmed, 1-for-5.
1: That's the passing game. Now, the, the running game showed up in a big way. They rushed 42 times for 250 yards. But you went and you took care of business in that situation when New England trying to get back to 500, and you killed their season. It wasn't pretty. I don't necessarily expect Sunday to be pretty.
0: But my expectations is that this team is going to show up and rise to the occasion because I believe that the team that we thought that they were at the beginning of the year is who we are seeing now. And if that is indeed the case, the adversity of missing Javon Holland, Jalen Waddell against this Jets roster cannot be the backbreaker that ends your season. These guys are going to have to come in focused. They're going to, there's a couple of guys that are going to have to be excited and ready to play big because they're going to have a bigger opportunity than they would usually have. And this is an opportunity
1: that is ripe for the picking, for those guys. So this sucks. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like it doesn't. But I very firmly believe that if the Dolphins are the – and if the Dolphins lose to the Jets without a couple of starters – Then they weren't a playoff team. You don't deserve the playoffs anyway. I'm sorry. I don't think you do. So go win the damn game. Just go take care of business. Some team is going to go out and take care of business by winning the Super
0: Bowl this year. And our friends over at On Location have a phenomenal opportunity for you to be a part of that. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away, and On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit OnLocationExp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. That's on location. Exp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long term losing proposition because you never know who or what you are up against. Our friends at Stat Hero are the first of its kind in daily fantasy sports where it is you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups, winner take all. And here's the crazy part Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you get to handpick the team you want to face one on one. This never before seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are four times better because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your own fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy sports should be one on one. You can sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Once again, joining the program, our dear friend, Mr. Joe Rose here. Another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's not a week on Locked On Dolphins without an appearance from Mr. Rose. So, Joe.
2: Love it. How's it going, my man? I'm doing great. I hope you had a nice bye week. I, I, I got a few things done. I actually got to watch the rest of the NFL and including a lot of the teams in Miami Dolphins going to be playing. So it was fun. I, I really enjoyed it and not getting uh, prepared for the New York Jets yet, although we've already seen that show. And uh, we're getting ready to see it again off the bye week, and I'm just curious to see. You know, my my biggest, not jumping ahead, but I've been drinking coffee on you. Um, Kyle, I I just hope we we come out right off the bat ready to play and not flat. Yeah. I I go back to watching Tampa Bay come out of theirs, and they look like (laughs) – Washington was all over them. I'm like, what? So I, we've seen a few of those games coming out of the bye week. And I just hope everybody is ready to go and not looking at point spreads and, and going they're the jets and they're really bad. And they didn't look very good in their last game and the rookie quarterback liable to throw it anywhere, man. You, you know how this thing works, man. You're, you're a couple of turnovers away and a slow start. And the Dolphins know it better than anybody because they had it happen to them during a seven game losing streak.
0: Yeah. So I guess that was one of the first things that I wanted to kind of pick your brain on is between the time that you've been around this team with playing for this team and covering this team from a media perspective. Oh, navigating the bye week. And, you know, how how is that? Messaging. How has that message consistent or successfully been conveyed to teams that you've been around or been a part of regarding you get some time away? You know, obviously the Dolphins now have a, a COVID not outbreak, but they got a little mini case of no problem, cluster yeah. of COVID cases in the running back room. And then obviously Javon Holland on defense. And um, how how do you properly message to a team? To keep their focus on one week at a time, aside of just saying the same things that we always chuckle about hearing Brian Flores talk about, uh, but uh, that messaging,
2: Kyle. So I think coming off the bye week is, or going into a bye week is really hard. I don't care who the coach is. I don't care how he stands up there after the last practice. Going, all right, guys, you know the deal. We have to give you four days off, and when you've earned it, we've got something special. And be smart and. Watch where you go and stay out of South Beach and and all the things that the Dolphin coaches through the years, I've heard them say, or it's obvious that they talk about. Um, But it's really hard, and, and we talked about this on the radio. So this is these guys, most of their first week off for a young team. These guys have gone from broke or close to broke in college to millionaires in the case of a lot of our top picks in a matter of months. Um, you got money in your pocket. <laughs> you want to go out a little bit, whether it used to be popular and I can't speak for it, but go to the Bahamas for a couple of days or close, get away, grab your girlfriend and and go over there, or your wife. Uh Orlando, obviously, another one, which I wouldn't recommend because the amount of people with this COVID thing exploding. It didn't just explode this week. It's it's been around. And so. It's a tough call because you can only do so much, and they're going, Yeah, 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 right. Um, but but I think even more than preparing yourself and not going crazy and being careful where you are, not drinking and all, and staying out of trouble or places where trouble happens, which is two or three in the morning for guys. I, I think the biggest thing now we got to get back to the COVID rules of last year. I don't know if you agree, but. We got to start, okay, practice is uh, over, go home. We'll have our meetings, no meetings in, uh, in uh, closed doors and, and meeting rooms inside. We're going to go back to what we did, go to your hotel, go to your – and they're Zooming like we're Zooming right now. And so we, we got to get back to being real careful because I think one of the big stories is going to be the rest – this last month of the season is how many guys can play, especially if, if the commissioner says, hey, I told you, we're playing these games no matter what. That's why we got 16 guys on the practice squad and you can pick up more if you have to, but sorry, part of this COVID thing is on you guys and you got a little bit loose. You got away from what made us successful last year, keeping the numbers down, or at least we could get the games in. And, and I think this commissioner's thinking this again, even though we've had what 50 something guys in two days in, in the national football league, well, you got to look out for your team because I think that's going to be you know, injury and COVID are going to be the stories, right?
0: Yeah. And you think about the Jets game specifically for Miami. And, you know, there was some optimism that we'd see Malcolm Brown back this week, back from practice, or at least that's what coach Flores teased at the beginning part of the week. Uh, You do have Duke Johnson available to you. You have Jared Dokes on the practice squad, but this is a team that, and you and I talked a little bit about this in the pre-show, but this is a team that It's not really having a lot of success running the football anyway these days. So uh, the one that could potentially really change the dynamics of Miami's week 15 game against the Jets is Javon Holland. If we don't see Javon Holland available on the back end for the Dolphins, how do you think that changes how aggressive this team can be defensively with a lot of the blitzes and the coverage calls and everything that he influences as a defensive play call?
2: Well, I think he's a star actor of that defense right now. This guy's in uh, that, that that blitz look and playing center field to blitzing on the outside to going man-to-man against your second or third best uh, receiver, he, he does it all. He does more than anybody on the team right now. He, he does more than anybody on the team, and I'm so glad you said it. he's the one piece we really need back. So I'm guessing Brandon Jones is going to be back. Can't cover though, can do everything else, mm-hmm. can't cover. So, so you lose a little bit of that stuff you're talking about, the flexibility of all the different things that you get from your second round pick out, Oregon. I mean, the guy he he's doing it all. And, and when you got a guy that can do that, and now he's gotten really good at disguising. Some of the veteran guys were talking, man, this guy's an actor. This guy should be in Hollywood. They're all getting better, getting more comfortable. And now they're playing against a rookie quarterback. And, you know, the Jets, like our last four or five opponents, are all doing well. That zero coverage thing, there's no help in the middle, and they're going to make our, our wide receivers on the outside, which, by the way, their two top guys are, are on IR. And, and we're going against uh, are their best covers, the strength of our team. We're going to take them one-on-one, and we're they're going to go after you. And we can't block them all. you got to get rid of the ball like – Joe Flacco did a few weeks ago to keep him in the game. Um, boy, I'll tell you what, he was a key piece to all that stuff. I think when, when this defense got better is when he got better doing all the different things, whether, like I said, floating around down there back there in center field where he gets a great jump on watching um, quarterback's eyes and body uh, to to the blitz, and and, and he's a big hitter. Uh, he will be missed and it will be very interesting to see what that little adjustment, because they're not going to change. They're going to go after this kid. I mean, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson knows it right now. He's thinking about it. He's already what six touchdowns, 11 interceptions. They're going to go after him. But one thing Brandon Jones can do, and I love him. He's great on the radio. Can't cover. Him. <laughs> he just, we had safeties can do everything, but they, can't cover. There've been some good ones, and and Coach Boyer's job's going to be to cover that up the best he can. I'll, I'll tell you, a guy that's playing quietly really well that's lost some playing times, Eric Rowe. Eric Rowe. Eric Rowe is he and Van Ginkle, man, the silent assassins, man. They're they're <laughs> playing great. We never talk about him because we we're talking about all the guys with the stats. But but uh, he's coming back next year and playing for this team. He's been that good, and he's been really good with those young guys.
0: Yeah, I, I think, and you can let me know if you disagree, but kind of as I'm trying to think about what they are and are not going to have if Javon Holland is unable to play. So Eric Rose played outside corner. He's played nickel. Now he's playing strong safety in college at Utah. He played free safety. You know, he might be the one that makes sense because Jason McCordy's on IR this year. So he's not the guy who he started the year free safety. He's not available for that spot. But it is big if you get Brandon Jones back because you can play him as the guy that is in towards the box and let Eric, who's been in this defense for a couple of years, play that free safety role. Is that kind of how you would anticipate it going? Because yeah. that's what my gut tells
2: me. So I, I think Eric's going to pick up a lot of extra snaps th- this week for sure, because he is still, in my opinion, second best cover safety you have because of his background and, and what he's done. He's had pretty good success against most of the tight ends. So, so I would I would say that, and I and I look for Nick Needham to play a big part in this too, man. Nick Needham can blitz off the edge, and they can do some different things. We're probably going to have to use one of our corners, a uh, 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 nickel dime corners, to play a little bit more and help out. Um, and and then, listen, they got some other guys that they, that are safeties that they have on the roster, but I think most of those guys are for special teams, and they don't want to get those guys caught up in too many packages unless. They want to just stick one of them in coverage in the back or having them come up for run support because it looks like they're going to get all their running backs back. And they were pretty good against us before they got injured to start that Jets mm-hmm. game, especially running outside or containment to start the game wasn't very good. So, yeah, uh, it will be interesting. All We're sitting here talking all because of all the things Javon Holland can do and how good he is that all the little adjustments you're going to have to make without him because he really, he can do everything. Even when his break on, on, on a pass on his interception recently, he was beat pretty good, but his break on the pass, his break on the ball and his makeup speed to get back over to the guy who was covering to jump in front and intercept it. You're a little late on the throw. He's his, his recovery time is spectacular.
1: BetOnline has you covered for all
0: the remaining football games left to be played with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Amid football season's march to the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% WOCO bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, and it is where the game starts. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat but also high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. The list goes on and on and on, longer than your Christmas list. So ask Santa to throw a few Built Bars into those stockings with so many flavors they'd make anyone's Christmas morning. A happy one. You can go to built bar, uh, built.com, use promo code lock15 and get 15% off your next order. That is built.com and promo code lock15 to get 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. I wanted to ask you a, a big picture question about this team. And obviously, they're coming into this game with a chance to get their seventh win of the year and potentially push their record to seven and seven, which I don't think anybody would have expected when the team started 1-7, and but that 500 mark is also not really where we expected this team to be at the beginning of the year. We had high hopes for this team, double-digit wins again, which is not necessarily off the table. If they run the table, they can get 10 wins. But I wanted your
1: perspective on what the importance can be for this team to try to
0: finish with a winning record because if you look back at, at what this team the, not not just the adversity that they've started this year but I think you have to go back to 2002 and 2003 to the last time the Dolphins had consecutive winning seasons as a franchise it's almost yeah. been 20 years 10 and 6 last year you know amidst all the questions and the missteps that were made in this offseason that kind of led us to this point where we're trying to dig our way out of this hole. What would it mean, in your opinion, to this regime and to the Dolphins organization to be able to to say that they've had consecutive winning seasons for the first time in nearly 20 years?
2: Well, I hate to say this, and I never thought I was going to say this because before the season, I had high expectations from the start of the year. Yeah. But after losing seven straight, if they can finish with a nine and eight record. um, I mean, we're talking about getting rid of everybody during that seven game losing. So we're talking about getting rid of everybody. Yeah. Uh, nobody was safe, uh, coaches too young, don't know what they're doing. No experience, uh, too many first timers, too many cooks in the kitchen. I mean, we, we heard it all. And, and the GM, like this thing is like, no more. Don't let this guy just had our two biggest drafts in the history of our franchise. Now we're starting to play better young guys. Most of them are grown up playing, playing better. At least this, this past draft class in the top three picks, but yeah. This nine and eight does, doesn't, you know what, you, you don't get a hall pass for what happened in those seven games, including that horrible loss to the Jacksonville Jacks, who are still terrible. And, and so that those games will be talked about. And you got to discuss them. You can't just forget about it and go, but look at how well we played in the second half. Right. But saying all that, getting that winning record. It's going to buy everybody else time, and I can hear the Dolphin side of it, and you can too, Kyle, going, wow, look what we did with all those young guys, and they grew up right in front of us, and now all that experience and the same system coming back with guys for the next year. Yeah, we got to make a few adjustments, but we know where it is, offensive line, and, and then the big one, and still the biggest, is – where are we on Tua vailoa Solid for sure. Gotten a lot better for sure. And, and it's still, still a big question mm-hmm. is he good enough to go forward and to be our starting quarterback and have a chance down the road. Can, can we win 11 or 12 games with him with the new 17 game schedule? Can, can we get in the playoffs He's got the experience as long as we don't keep changing the offense on him. Um, and I don't know. I don't know on Tua tungavai low, I know the, the game plan that we have to run right now, I believe, and I've the, argued with national guys that, oh, he's just not that good. He can't throw it down the field. I said, no, we can't run the ball. We run 3.3 yards per carry. We are screaming at this point. We're dead last, tied for last. We can't run the football. We're going to keep trying because we have to, but we're about short passes are now our runs that first down four or five yard pass out in the flats or little dump on a guy hooking up, coming out of the backfield. That's what we do now, man. We're trying to get to second and five and second and six and second and three and just move those chains and then try to get some 20 yard plays in there when we can, but we're limited, man. Um, and that goes the other part. Offensively, we're still not good enough to think of ourselves as a playoff team. We're, still, we're plenty good defensively. Mm-hmm. But competition's going to get a lot better, my man, these last two games of the season. We got a good chance to win these next two. And then you better bring it in those last two because those teams that we're going to play are both, in my opinion, going to be playing for a little week off for the number one seed. They got something yeah. to play for.
0: Yeah, that the top of this AFC conference is close. And both of these teams with with nine wins apiece, um, right there in the thick of it. They're gonna be plenty motivated to play. Let me ask you this, because you mentioned, you know, as far as the assessment of Tuatangvalo, and you you mentioned as long as we don't keep changing the offense up on him. With what we've seen this season and and You know, you you can take it as a tale of two halves of a season with a one and seven start and what we've seen since in the five game sense. And if that has an extension um, throughout the rest of the season. But how do you personally kind of weigh out the dilemma that's going to exist here between getting more experienced coaches in here to kind of help stabilize your offense versus having continuity and not once again changing your offensive line coach and your offensive coordinator and and all of the terminology that, that is associated with those spots?
2: Well, I want to start with this. Don Shula never changed our offense ever. So for seven years, when I came back from the off season, it was the same thing. And you know how nice it is. You can even get a little creative on things you're doing and you're playing with the same guys. And I know it was a different game back then. And but, but you knew how everybody would run. You knew how they like to run their routes. You knew how to help get guys open. You knew how to run a pick play. You knew how to get yourself open and the plays. Nobody ever had to yell at you. Cause you knew if it was an inside release or outside release, it had already been approved and guaranteed from years before. I got a great story. I got to tell you. So one night my rookie year, I was out at a nightclub on a, on a night off. And, uh, I hadn't really met any of the undefeated guys, except for the guys I was playing with. Mm -hmm. And I was in a parking lot and uh, coming out on my way to my car and there's Jim kick. And I went, wow, you know, it's Jim kick, man. The great running backs and that great running game they had on the undefeated team. So I said, Jim, man, Joe Rose, really nice to meet you. I'm a rookie on the team and really excited to meet you. You know, I was a big fan and saw your games and, so he said he gets right to. He goes, "Hey man, do they still run that seventy halfback short option and seventy tight end option?" And he named all these routes. And I went, "Gaps <laughs> yeah, the same stuff." Jim Kick, who's like ten or eleven years older than I am, I'm like, "Yeah, it's the same thing." He goes, "Yeah, Coachula loves. He just loves the same stuff. Keep it simple and just get really good at what you're doing with good players." And he never changes. And I was like, "Wow." That offense's been the same for a long, long time, and so when I see these poor guys to get back to to what you asked me, they got to change offenses every week. It screws up your off season if you're a slow learner mm-hmm. or you have a comprehension problem with things. Or now all the terminology, terminology and the colors and the numbers change, you know, and it gets wordy. <laughs> I'm like, I'd hate that. It would ruin up my whole offseason coming back going, you're basically a rookie now. you got to go learn all this new stuff. And look what we're doing to these guys. And they go, what was it like for you? I go, I don't know. It was not only the same for me, but it was the same for the guys from the undefeated team in the 70s right through. He never changed, no matter who came in. Um, it was like, hey, guys, um, hey, coach, get you. this is what we run. It was never, we adjusted a coach. It mm-hmm. was always, hey, coach, uh, you can come in and, and help us out, but this is our offense, and this is how we do it. 90 takeoff, 86 go, 70 Texas. Real fundamental stuff, Kyle. You chew it all up.
0: Let me ask, let me ask you this, since you're, you're sharing stories. Day one of camp, what was the first install play? Since you're talking, Shula had his bread and butter plays. Day one of camp, what did you guys put
2: in? Uh, 70 Texas. Um, Tight end crossing route underneath, wide receiver on my side, flanker running a deeper square in and a deep post pattern on the opposite weak side going down the middle I love it. with a back coming out as in Tony Nathan, who was always open and it was a guaranteed everybody did it. But those were that was a go-to, man. Forget, i would never been to Texas, man. But when I started hearing that 70 Texas. It was, uh, or 71, Texas, if we started on the left side. And, uh, yeah, that was it. And then when we got Mark and Mark, uh, Mark and Mark on the outside, Clayton and and Duper, who came in with Danny, um, you heard 90 go. And it was just that. Those two guys would run on the outside with a tight end running down the middle, um, behind about three or four steps, behind those guys that cleared out the safeties and, left a big fat hole in the middle of the defense um, with a tight end again, coming out of the backfield, two-way go to get open. Impossible with the guys we had to, to cover. And they knew it was coming. You double, you double those two guys who are both number one receiver, the two of the best five or six receivers in the game. I mean, the better your team is, the lot easier these plays, you know, they're going, well, it sounds so simple. But when they're that good, and, and you are going, well, we can't keep doubling them because now we're getting killed by other guys. They've just got all kinds of problems. And if you blitz a guy with a quick release, he just loved it. He'd be screaming, please, please blitz me. Yeah. Please have an open blitzer because somebody's going to go one-on-one and beat you. I dare you to not have a safety in the middle of the field because that little 10-yard play is going to end up being a 70-yard touchdown.
0: So – Applying this, and this will be the last thing I'll, I'll leave us with today. But applying that to today's team, and you know, there's a saying that you know, Dre Harris, who's one of our, our scouts that over at the Draft Network, and he spent six or seven years in the league scouting for teams. He always said, "Jimmy's and Joe's over X's and O's." Right? The guys you have 100%. to do it. So when you look at this team, how many guys can you really? On the offensive side of the ball specifically, because that, that's kind of the, the, the sticking yeah. point for us, right? Yes. How many guys do you look at, and you personally, you know, I'm not going to ask for predictively or what they're going to do, anything like that, but how many guys do you look at on that offensive side of the ball and you say, that's a Jimmy or a Joe, that it doesn't matter what the X's and O's
1: are, that guy's a dude and he's going to take care of his business?
2: Yeah. Not enough. Uh, now I threw the offensive line in there and I threw the backs in there because this, this 3.3 yards per carry is ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
2: I had a coach come, we had a coach here complaining last year was it 3.8 or 3.9, whatever it was a year ago. And it was like, that's not acceptable. Well, we've, we've dropped a lot to the, to the bottom of the league. Um, We got, we got some good weapons on the outside. Jalen Waddle is the more he gets around them, the better. And if, if, Look at I am not giving up like Devontae Parker. I think these last four games are really important for Devontae yeah. Parker. Because when he's healthy, he's really good. He he's a frontline receiver. I didn't say one, but he's a frontline guy. Um, he just you got to stay healthy. And um, I I still feel now, you know, the Fuller deal. I mean, it's gotten to be, I don't want to be mean spirited about it because if he's injured, he's injured, but be a lot easier to swallow if it was a knee or an ankle, but you keep hearing about a finger or a thumb and it's hard to imagine, you know, he's not back yet. So we, we never got that $10 million speed. We we're hoping to have. Right. So we, we got to go out and get more. We got to get this offensive line fixed, but, but the offense overall is just not, we don't have enough frontline players offensively and the number, listen, the numbers don't lie. They, Points per game doesn't lie. Um, Running the ball doesn't lie. Explosive plays, they don't lie. And they're all screaming, even during this five-game winning streak, and they've been a lot better, just not good enough. Yeah. We don't have anything in common with those top names that everybody's been throwing out this week and Brady and Rogers and the weapons and, and all those things offensively. We don't have it. Defensively, we got a bunch of really good players, man. We got a bunch. And we got the upside of Raekwon now has kind of kicked it into a different gear here recently. Um, and then that safety that we spent half the show on. Sounds like I'm about ready to start dating a guy. Javon <laughs> is a special player, but we, 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 got a, we got a lot of good players. And we got a lot of good role players in there who we don't talk enough about the Rose and the Van Ginkels and the Sealers. Man, because you can't pay everybody. You know that. You, you can't yeah. pay them all, and you can't get them all in the first and second round. You just can't do it. <clears throat> so when you get those guys and then come in and help you, man, it uh, really f- fills in on this thing, and you don't have drop-offs. They can fit right in and make plays for you. Yeah, and, and just a quick follow-up on you know you, not being able to run
0: the ball well enough. I think about the game that we just got done watching with Miami on the bye, with how Tampa Bay ran the ball on the Buffalo Bills, and we all know how hard of a team this team, how hard of a time this team has had with the Buffalo Bills. Go look at that formula that Tampa Bay had because it had featured a lot of Leonard Fournette running guys over. So look what, you
2: know. look what New England did to Buffalo too in a terrible weather game, which yep. we're going to have those at some point too, and that's we got lucky this year in the weather department for for the Northeast, but. Can't count on that. I played in a lot of cold weather games, and you gotta be able to, unless you got a weatherproof quarterback, and I was lucky enough to to have a guy that could throw it in anything. He could throw in a hurricane. But um, yeah, that's that makes a big difference. But I'll tell you what, that was a great question because we're seeing in recruiting national signing day, not talking about X's and O's. They're talking about the better players we get, the better we're gonna be, right? Yep, Georgia, Alabama. Ohio State, Texas A&M, all those top recruiting
0: classes. And don't forget Jackson State pulling the number one recruit
2: in the country from Florida State's nose. Wow. What a topic that's going (laughs) to – wow. What kind of money did they offer him? And I get Deion Sanders got a big personality. Wow. Yeah.
1: The game has changed,
2: needless to say. The game has changed. So well, it can't see- change the NFL that much. Like you said, we just got to just keep winning. We're going to have a good chance to win this week. We're going to have a good chance to win next week. And then it's going to be fun if we can do that. And I want to get what, ahead of myself. Those Jets want us.
1: If
0: we close the deal on Sunday, I am booking my ticket for week 18. I'm telling you right now, you have this confirmation for me. I'll be down there in Miami for the Patriots game if the Jets game goes the way we want it to this
2: weekend so and we added a, an extra booth so jason taylor and i are split up and jimmy i'm with jimmy and jason's got his own booth and there is a seat for you in there already pre-approved well i guess can't yeah, be that Dolphins better take, take care of business on Sunday. Yeah, man. So I hope we get that because I want to see your ass down here, man. I love when you come down here. Amen. You're so damn good yeah. at what you do, Kyle. Man, it's great. You really have. Everybody talks about you, man. For people watching this, you know your. Eh. I appreciate. You
0: really it, do, Joe. man.
2: It's great. To I appreciate your
0: you. time. It's great hanging it. out with you. I'm sure everybody loves hearing the stories from the days of old and. Even your perspective for the team now is invaluable and, and we love hearing from you. So thanks for your time.
2: Yeah, I was coming out of Mr. Lass about two to three in the morning because the clubs were open all night and, uh, and it was a great time. And, and that's where I got to meet the Larry Zonkas and Jim Kicks and yeah, old Fort Lauderdale days. That's all right. I can tell you. Cause that's all I remember.
0: Right. Don't ask, don't tell too. Yeah. I, I know, know when to put our foot down. Thanks Joe. And thanks, uh, thanks Thank everybody you, for, for listening to locked on dolphins. That's going to do it for today's episode. Make it a great one. Fins up, keep it locked in right here on locked on dolphins.